Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like The Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code, CAPED, at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is the show that watches its language because captain america told us to sure did we're talking about 2015's avengers age of spader the directed age by... of spades oh it's so good <laughs> directed by the joss whedon the joss whedon of uh buffy the vampire slayer fame of avengers fame of firefly flame firefly firefly flame fame. <laughs> wow, say that five times fast. I'd rather not. And then uh, isn't he Justice League fame or something like that? Or he's uh, Maybe? He did some screenplay tweaks and silent directing, I guess, of, of the Justice League. So he's like the George Lucas of the Justice League? That's too much he's credit for like Justice League. He's more like the Ron Howard of the Justice League. Oh, dear. The solo <laughs> disaster? Yeah. Solo's uh, not very good. It's fine. It's a movie. I don't it's think feature it's that film. bad. Joss Whedon of Dr. Horrible sing-along blog fame. Of course. Yes. Of course. You've obviously seen this thing before. Uh, yeah, a couple times. Give me them thoughts. Uh, I usually place this pretty low in my, my list of, of the MCU movies. And every time I watch it, I go, oh, it's better than I remember. Not usually a compliment for a movie. No. <laughs> that means the bar is set real low. Yeah, it's, um, I guess, forgettable. I would call it pretty forgettable, even though there's some extremely important things in this movie. Very important. Things that end up, they just go, well, we'll say that again in another movie later. Yeah. I would say, weirdly enough, this thing is forgettable. Thor Dark World has more things that matter in it. Oh, that's that's depressing. Yeah, and true. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, not my favorite. Okay. It's one of my lesser MCU movies by a long shot. Well, you haven't seen it very many times, right? Twice. Now. Okay. So it, well, it didn't would... sit well the first time at all. Sure. And this time it sat mediocre at best, I'd say. Okay. Where the movie kind of just washed over me. And when it was over, I went, well, that happened. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go on with my day now. Yeah. <laughs> what doesn't sit well with you in this thing? Is there something specific that stands out or is just the whole general movie is just two hours and 22 minutes of whatever? It feels like a waste of a really good villain. You thought he was a really good villain. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying he could have been. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, in theory, any one of these baddies that we've ever come across could have been a good villain. But there's so much to pull from for Ultron from the comics. There is, and they chose to not. Yeah. Just not. They were like, we'll use the name, but- uh, That's as far as I'm going to go, gosh darn it. Right. Because language. Because of language. You just want to get into this thing? Might as well. Figure out what this thing's about? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> That is the first word uttered in this movie. Appropriate. And then the second one Some is would say. language. So good. <laughs> Welcome to Sokovia, an Eastern European country that houses some kind of Hydra outpost. We join the Avengers, you know who they are, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Hulk, as they are raiding said outpost to retrieve Loki's scepter from the first movie, from Baron Wolfgang von Strucker. Sure. What a name. Sounds bad. It's a great name. Sounds like a bad guy, just from that name. Baron Wolfgang von Strucker. A lot of hard syllables in there. Sure. And the von, always. Yeah, the von's always bad. As we saw in the mid credit scene from Winter Soldier, von Strucker loves himself some burritos at 4 a.m., parties that never end, dogs that love cats, and twins. Specifically, Pietro and Wanda Maximoff. That's right. We we get introduced to Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's in a movie again. And Welcome back. Elizabeth Olsen. Thank God she's here. Yeah. One of the most important characters in the MCU has arrived. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. 
and she didn't seem very important at first, but they've they found their way. They made it happen. Yeah. Uh, almost played by Cersei Ronan. They actually wrote the part for Cersei Ronan. Interchangeable in my mind. She would have been great too. I think it would have been this, pretty good. Uh, I think Elizabeth but, uh, Olsen crushes it. She is absolutely crushing it. Maria Hill will later explain that uh, he's fast and she's weird. Best explanation you could have given. Perfect. So Wanda gets weird with Tony Stark's head and he has a vision of all the Avengers dying, which naturally makes him go a little nuts and do more to protect the world. Sure. That's what happens whenever she gets in my head. You try to protect the world harder? Something gets harder. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they get the scepter and they go back to Avengers Tower to party. But first, Tony and Banner intend to use it to secretly complete Tony's Ultron AI global defense project. Yeah, Tony is finally starting to become the Tony Stark of the comic world of... Yeah. You good or you bad? Yeah. What? What's the deal here, I shouldn't even tell you good or you bad. What are your intentions, Tony? I think he has good intentions. I think he does too, but his ego obviously is just... The biggest thing just so big. in the world. That's why they can't have MODOK, because it's, then you can't have a character with a bigger head. It's almost like Iron Man 3 didn't even happen. Oh, don't. It happened. Just. And it was great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was good. And then it got <laughs> retconned by Ultron. Right. At the party, Rhodey tells his, boom, you looking for this story? To, no one cares. To mixed reviews. Yeah. Well, to Tony, it's mixed. He just yeah, doesn't to, care at all. Yeah. And oh, to that, the and randos, Thor, they love it. Thor's like, oh, is that the end? Ha, 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 ha. Very good. <laughs> He's, Thor's so good. He's great. He's the best. And uh, Stan Lee gets drunk on some Asgardian liquor. Yeah, and guess what he says after he gets drunk? Excelsior. <laughs> Stan Lee gets a Favreau it. salute because that is too heavy-handed. I- I didn't care for that at all. We know who Stanley is. I we don't need it. him coming out going Excelsior. We I don't need that. Didn't mind it. He I'm was, glad you didn't mind. He it. was acting. Yeah, drunk. yes, he was. He was acting drunk, which is fine with me. <laughs> it's just yeah, you can't do that. So, do you think he got snapped? Yes, I don't think twice, he did. twice over. His twice. dust got dusted. Wow, that's, that's this one's a bad one. That's brutal. Yeah, I don't think he got snapped. Why? Because he he's still. Making words after that Asgardian liquor. That's a strong Stan Lee. Well, he was a, a soldier. Exactly. He's tough. It's a, tough it's cookie. Tough Stan. Tough and snapped. Party mind. vet. No. Hard no. Well, he's at the party and he's a and vet. And he's a vet. But. He's the party vet. Snapped. Not snapped. Dusted. Then the Avengers sit around and try to lift Thor's hammer. This scene's fantastic. It's so fun. Both times I saw the movie. Fantastic. Excellent. I like the acting in it, how you have Tony Stark getting real cocky trying to do it, and then he says, one second, goes and gets to the Iron Man glove, can't do it. Rhodey comes over and he's got the War Machine gloves and they both can't do it. So are you even pulling? You got everyone trying. I like Mark Ruffalo acting here and oh, doing yeah, his best like, Mark Ruffalo, Nick Cage impression, <laughs> just leaning into it. Oh, yeah. And then I love, along with everyone else, Captain America mm-hmm. walking over to it and Thor going, oh, no. Let's see how it, this is going to play out. And it out. budges. And it budges. Which, uh, if you know anything about being worthy, it means he's worthy. Yeah. He moved it. He moved it, and I like- And then he he acted like he couldn't move it. Yep. Do you think so? That's uh, the official word from Feige, Whedon, and the Russo. Oh, what a guy. So. That's pretty great. Yeah. He, he didn't want to hurt Thor's ego, so he just pretended he couldn't lift it. That's fantastic. I love Thor's reaction that he goes, oh, he couldn't do it either. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's enough of that. (laughs) While all of this is happening, the Ultron program comes to life, shuts down Jarvis, takes over a damaged body of one of Tony's Iron Legion drones, and confronts the Avengers. Yeah, and he's all broken apart still. And And quoting Pinocchio. And it's James Spade. It's Jimmy Spade. Oh, yeah. It's as Jimmy Spade as you're going to get. He believes he has to eliminate humanity in order to save Earth. Somehow, in developing an AI, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner completely forgot to implement Asimov's three laws of robotics. Yeah. There's only three. Let's just skip those. Yeah, you're making a robot, and there's only three laws of robotics. You'd think, maybe include them. Maybe. Even just the first one. That's totally fine. Law one. Get it in there, and this whole movie doesn't have to happen. Correct. And some of us would be grateful for that. The hubris. (laughs) That'd be actually be a really good name if he goes, I don't want to be called Iron Man anymore. Call me the Hubris. The Hubris. <laughs> I would watch that. I probably would too. It would be like, oh, finally. He built that little, ego in a oh, cave with scraps. With scraps. So they all fight. And then a little robot comes out named Scraps. Oh, Scraps. <laughs> He's like, I helped. It's just a whole cut. Co- I helped. I, I helped build the Iron Man. It's, it's the just, Hubris. Sorry. Yeah. The Hubris. 
I imagine like Scraps would be like a kazoo type character. I pictured him kind of like the uh, the new droid from Rise of Skywalker. No, nope, that movie never happened. No, 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 thank you. No. Nope. That's that's that, Scraps. That movie never happened, so I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, okay. Um, picture a kazoo with a single wheel. Oh, yeah. okay. I I can vividly see it. Uh, social anxiety ridden kazoo on a wheel. I like Scraps already. He's my favorite character. He's great. In the MCU. So they all fight, and an Ultron drone makes off with the scepter and returns to Strucker's Sokovia outpost to build an army. Putting a lot on Sokovia here, and I don't really know why. Yeah, um, I know why. Because they have to have the Accords at some point. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> he kills Strucker and recruits Kick-Ass and Not Mary-Kate, who both blame Stark for their parents' death. That's right. <laughs> Ultron, having access to the big giant web, knows all the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets. For example, he learns of arms dealer Ulysses Claw, played by Andy Serkis, who stole a bunch of vibranium from a place called Wakanda. Hey, world building. That's pretty much it. Andy Serkis is a treat no matter what he's in at all times. He's phenomenal. The best. He's so great. Ultron goes to have a chat with Gollum about acquiring some of that there vibranium, (laughs) but the Avengers are also somehow aware of the plan, so they crash the party too. Yeah, I think my favorite part of this entire movie is when they go try to find the vibranium, and he goes, my precious. Exactly. And Scraps comes out and says, I need the vibranium in order to help build an iron van. I mean the hubris. (laughs) Stupid little Scraps. (laughs) Q, not Ashley, giving all the rest of the Avengers (laughs) some crazy You're out of them. You're out of Olsen's already. You burned them. I know. It was real quick. Except for Hawkeye, because he has to have a one-liner about brainwashing. Right, of course. Basically, Black Widow sees her past in the Red Room. Thor sees some apocalyptic shit going down in Asgard. Cap has a vision of a dance with Peggy after the war ends. And the Hulk goes bananas. Obviously, when you make the Hulk go crazy, you have to stop him from killing everybody. So Tony has his big old Hulk-busting armor shot out from space, and the two of them fight. The Hulk bored me in this thing. Like, a lot. Like, it's real bad. First of all, this Hulk that we see right here is the best Hulk we ever got when he's destroying the city and he's high on whatever. He's yeah. high on, on Wanda. High on Wanda. But I really hate it at the beginning of this movie when we find out that Black Widow can just do a lullaby on him in order to bring him down. Sun's getting real low. I don't know about you. When Scarlett Johansson touches me, I don't calm down. That's a good point. It's like Maybe Scarlett Johansson comes big... up to you, just gently caresses you, and you're not going to go, that's real nice. If I, I was good. a big You're gonna green go, guy, <sighs> maybe that's the feeling that stops the anger. Is a nice, gentle touch. Just a, from Scarlett Johansson. Oh, boy. Try being mad. Try being mad after that. I couldn't, especially I know Colin Jost is going to come fight me, or Jost, or whatever. He's a joke. That's what it is. <laughs> Colin Jokest? Jokest. <laughs> <laughs> Not a man I'm afraid of. He's very funny, though. He's hilarious. But he's not intimidating. You're right. No, it's because he's got that that Scarlet gently caressing him, and he can't get worked up. He can't get mad. There's yeah, no maybe, way. Maybe to this get movie's mad. honest. I don't. I don't care for the lullaby garbage in this thing at all. I'm okay with it, but it's fine. It's whatever. I like it better when Deadpool does it to Juggernaut. I agree. <laughs> but now the general public is like, "Hey, the Hulk is scary," so the Avengers have to go into hiding. Luckily, this whole time Hawkeye has had a secret family on a farm somewhere. So they can just go hang out with the Hawk family. You could. And I want to get back to that because we're forgetting to talk about an extremely important person, only a briefly very important person for this plot. Helen Cho. Oh, yes, of course. The the mother of the amazing. Who the hell is Helen Cho? She's a biologist. She pops up once because they want her to. I don't know what she's doing. The cradle of life is what she's building to rebuild people. Or something. She is. I'm not quite sure what it is. She's she's a geneticist that's somehow healing people with uh, some kind of. It's like skin, but not really. I don't know. Hawkeye gets hit. Yeah, but and this, she helps and she him. helps him. But this thing isn't like the Fifth Element where they get a random bone and they rebuild a body. No, it's uh, they're 3D printing Hawkeye. Pretty much because Hawkeye's wife even reaches under and says, "Like I know that's not you." And I'd imagine not. It's just plastic under there at that point. Well, he says, I'm going to be plastic. And she says, no, it's skin. How? What the fuck is the point of Helen Cho in any of this? Except to introduce us to the Cradle of Life and then rebuild Hawkeye barely. And then 
eventually when they're at Hawkeye's ranch, which by the way, I love Hawkeye in this movie. A oh, shitload. I'm so glad they gave him backstory. He's the only one who gets it. Hawkeye to me is one of the most important characters in I'm not going to say the MCU, but <laughs> definitely in the Avengers because in the first Avengers, Marvel's the Avengers. Yeah. He's the one who shoots first and dives into that battle. I mean other somebody else he would have is, shot first. But they didn't. Hawkeye did it. Yeah. Hawkeye was the first one to dive on in. And that's a guy who's not super. No. And I think that's the most important part about this backstory is that he's just a human. He's just he's a He's got a family. He's, he's a, a family. family man. He's redesigning this house, man. He's right. got a tractor that Tony Stark walks up to and says, hello, dear. And that's hysterical. That's very funny. That's an extremely good joke. It was excellent. But this is just a man. Just a dude. And he's the who's guy who's risking it all aiming. to bring everyone here while a killer robot's on the loose. Yeah. And I like how he talks about remodeling his home instead of talking about work whenever he's around the house. And now all of a sudden everyone's a farmer now they're on at the house, which is fantastic. Oh yeah, you got Steve Rogers ripping logs in half with pretty his badass. bare hands. It's pretty badass. Real badass. Also he's fighting with Tony because, you know, foreshadowing. Right. But then Hawkeye does something later on that again makes him one of the most important characters in this movie. We're going to get there. We will. But while they're at this house and they're having this meeting in the kitchen, why can't they just sit around a table and said they got to be like dramatically spread out around this kitchen in the far corners is having a conversation. And out of nowhere, Mark Ruffalo goes, anyone heard from Helen Cho lately? Out of fucking nowhere. Well, Joss has to remind you that she's a regular member oh, of this man. bunch of, she's one of their avenging associates. I want to talk about Joss Whedon. I don't know if I want to do it now or I want to do it later, but it's appropriate because I think Joss Whedon had a lot of issues directing this movie. Oh, for sure. If this movie is troubled. <laughs> I think Joss was troubled while making it. Yeah. Uh, he openly said while making it that juggling all the characters in the film was, quote unquote, a nightmare. A nightmare. He said, they're very disparate characters. The joy of the Avengers is they really don't belong in the same room. It's not like the X-Men who are all tortured by the same thing and have similar costumes, which they do. These guys are just all over the place, so it's tough. I feel like Joss Whedon eventually just said, yeah, it's good enough Yeah, in this movie, and I think it shows in this movie. Well, Joss is the one who was fighting for the the farm, Hawkeye's farm. Good. He was the one who was fighting thing. for the visions that Wanda gives to the all the Avengers. Also a good thing. And he was fighting for what I'm about to talk about, Thor's cave scene. Go on. At the farm, Thor is like, this is a waste of my time. I need to go find out more about my vision. So he fucks off and finds Eric Selvig, and they go to a cave and really kill the momentum of the movie for some not-so-great foreshadowing. Yep. (laughs) That's the other scene that Joss fought for. Um, But the executives were like, we're going to give you an ultimatum. You can have the longer cave scene, but it's going to be at the expense of the Hawkeye farm scenes. So he said, we're going to keep the Hawkeye farm scenes. So he got both. Well, no, because the cave scene was originally much, much longer. What else is there to do? I have no idea. Okay. How could anybody know? Only Joss knows. I'm happy they stayed with the Hawkeye farm scenes. Yes. For what it's worth. Because they actually contribute a little bit to this thing. A little bit. Meanwhile, Banner and Natasha are talking about running off together because they're both monsters and there's no more hot water. Of course. Tony and Steve are mad at each other because more foreshadowing, but also because Tony's really awful this entire movie. He's terrible. This is the worst Tony Stark by a long shot until the next movie. Yeah. In which case, he's the worst Tony Stark by a long shot but until as, the next movie. I don't know. Does he get worse after Civil War? I think he does. <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty bad in, in, well, no, that's definitely his worst, I'd say. You're actually right. Yeah. Because in Infinity War and Endgame, oh, he's doing Things some shit. Happen. He's yeah. doing some shit. As luck would have it, Nick Fury is on the farm, too. He's there to make them all remember that they're a team, damn it, and to eat diagonally cut sandwich, which we'll talk about in 10 movies. (laughs) Ultron goes to find Dr. Helen Cho, who is, as of the first half of this movie, an ally to the Avengers. Right. She's a character in this movie. (laughs) She has some kind of synthetic tissue technology that healed Hawkeye, like we said. But now Ultron scepters her up and has her create a body for him with the vibranium he bought off that damn dirty ape. Yeah, now he's all hard to fight and all that stuff. Yeah. I want to talk about James Spader for a second. Let's talk about the spades. I can't stand him. No? I really cannot stand him. That voice should not be coming out of that robot. And the act that he's doing is so frustrating. It's James Spader doing a slower Robert Downey Jr. impression. Well, he's supposed to be. And he's supposed to be. And it is so annoying. (laughs) He's crushing it, actually. For that, no, I can't. I 
I think this was bad casting. I think the idea was there. Really? This was a hot spader because he's coming off of the, well, the office was well over at this point, but he was still yeah. kind of like leaning on that. But like Lincoln he was in at the time, uh-huh. I think he had just started on the blacklist. Still had that blacklist fame. Right. We all know that blacklist fame. I guess Joss, he was the only person the who only wanted The only person, but it just does not just do it for me. I don't hate it. It's that impression that he does that is just annoying to me. I think it's because the Robert Downey Jr. bit is annoying to me. I think that's- But then you slow it down and you put it in it. like this pompous kind of theatrical way. Sure. Ugh, it doesn't sit well. The hubris bot. The hubris bot. <laughs> right. Who's like extremely immature because he's new to the world, but also has all of the knowledge of existence. Exactly. So. I don't know. I think he plays it pretty well. I think he plays it as well as he could. It doesn't mean I like it. That's fair. You don't have to. So now that Ultron is uploading himself into a synthetic human body, not Mary-Kate, I know I already used it, can finally <laughs> read his thoughts. Which one's the one who killed Heath Ledger? I don't want to touch that, but I think it's Mary-Kate. You think so? <laughs> All right. So she can finally read his thoughts, and she finds out he's actually super evil and wants to pull a bender. You know, kill all humans. Right. Whoops. <laughs> so she does her weird red magic-y thing and unsceptor mind controls Helen Cho, who abruptly stops the upload and makes Ultron so mad. Yeah, uh, she abruptly gets shot in the chest yeah. via Ultron laser. Ouchie. I guess she's the one who like made the whole synthetic thing, though, so she could probably heal herself, right? Uh, probably not. She had to get to that machine and- Oh, I think nope. there were multiple machines, though, because the one that they used for Hawkeye was not the same as the cradle. No? I don't think so. Okay, I'll believe you. Because wasn't all the way inside it. It was just kind of like hovering over him and doing its 3D printing, John. Fine. I'll believe you, because this movie makes little sense to me in a lot of places. Sure. The Maximoff twins then decide to help Captain America, since, you know, he's not trying to kill all humans. And the three of them distract Ultron, while the two weakest Avengers, Hawkeye and Black Widow, steal the synthetic body in the cradle. Of course. Ultron. There's a truck. There's a truck thing. There's a truck. There's a big chase. I enjoy the chase scene. It's pretty good. it's fun. Yeah. It's phenomenal. There's Ultron bots that make the trailer fly, and the cradle gets unloaded onto the Quinjet. Ultron kidnaps Black Widow, but Hawkeye brings the body back to the Avengers Tower, where Stark and Banner are just hanging out. They would have been useful in that whole scenario. Yeah. At least Tony would have been. I don't know. They're the Grandpa Joe of this movie. Big time. Tony, having learned absolutely nothing, convinces Banner that they need to upload Jarvis to the body. Oh, yeah. Jarvis is fine, by the way. Jarvis, totally fine. Totally fine. He was hiding in the internet. Why would anyone listen to Tony Stark at all? I don't care that right. about him in this movie. At it's this one point, of those things of, you know, it doesn't even matter if they listen to him or not. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants. And that, to me, is so frustrating. What's even more frustrating is, in this scenario, he says, I need you, Banner, to do it because he doesn't know how. Right. And he just goes along with it, even after the whole Ultron debacle. Man. Cap and the twins arrive, and they're like, hey, man. Fucking no. <laughs> but Tony's like, actually, Reasonable. yes. Yeah. So they fight. They're then, in like a civil war. A pre-civil war. It's like a it's like a little civil scuffle. Right. And then out of nowhere, Thor shows up and lightning zaps Vision into existence because of his cave dream. I guess. This movie sounds insane. Doesn't it? When you break it down that way. <laughs> what is happening right now? All sorts of weird things. Vision lifts Mjolnir, so everyone's like, all right, he's cool, I guess. Let's go fight yeah, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Welcome to Jarvis being, being is... physical now in this yeah. movie. You're a physical being and not just a voice. You can't do your your, your lines in a booth anymore. You nope. gotta show up. Sorry. Slap that makeup on. Look really cool while you do it. Uh, very purple. Yeah. It's fun. I enjoy his look. It's a very good look. Big fan of Vision. Yeah, Vision's cool. Ultron is back in Sokovia. And he's using the vibranium. is a place still. Yeah. He's using the vibranium to make some kind of levitation device that can lift an entire city and then slam it back into Earth and wipe out humanity like an asteroid. Now, I understand that there's some level of suspension of disbelief required for this movie. Some? Some. But this is really pushing it. Yes. Black Widow sends Hawkeye a Morse code transmission, and we're just supposed to believe that Ultron, who is everywhere, doesn't intercept it. Right! Then the Avengers show up and they have to fight this giant... Ultron drone army while evacuating the city onto helicarriers. While the city is lifting, lifting up into, into the, the sky. Air. Falcon and War Machine are there too because some of the drones fly. Sure. Banner rescues Black Widow and tells her it's their chance to run off together. Instead, she. Yeah, because I got a whole thing. She pushes him in a hole. 
And he and he becomes all big and green. Sorry, I need the other guy. <sighs> Just, yep. Uh, yep. Oh, all that. All the Avengers circle up around the levitation machine thing. If any of the Ultron drones touch it, it'll send the city plummeting into Earth, wiping out all human life. It's a pretty cool scene when you get all of them in it the is one shot again. Cool. It's nice. It's a very big task to keep these drones away from the thing. So they end up leaving it to the Olsen that's not one of the twins. <laughs> Ultron takes the other. Off. Yeah, the, the other. The third Olsen. Other Olsen. Apparently there's four, but one of them's a boy, so. Would never have known. Ultron Maybe you should have killed Heath Ledger. <laughs> That's how you get real famous, apparently. <laughs> you do some movies back in the day. You're on Full House, and you're all like, I don't know what they said in that show. You got it, dude. That's the one. And that's exactly what Mary-Kate said to Heath when he said, hey, fill up the syringe. Hey, should I take, you got it, dude. Should I take all of these pills? <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> Ultron takes off in a Quinjet after realizing that Vision is mad strong. Vision don't fuck around. No. At all. There's just one kid left in the floating city, so Hawkeye goes to save him. Because he gets, Hawkeye's a hero, goddammit. Of course he is. He gets shot at by Ultron in the Quinjet, but Kick-Ass sacrifices himself to save Hawkeye and the kid. And this is after Hawkeye has to talk to Scarlet Witch and give her a pep talk yes. saying, like, we do our job. Oh, my God. That's what we do. What also, I- I'm a human, and you are strong <laughs> as fuck. Fuck Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Why, Why am I scared? talking to you about this? Best you just destroyed in the movie. every single Ultron thing just by getting mad one time and they all popped at once. Yeah. And I'm having to give you a pep talk. I have bow and arrow. That's what I do. <laughs> you have We're in a all floating this city crazy supernatural robots, shit. And I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Best line. Hawkeye's so the best thing in this movie. I am inclined to agree with you this time. You got a dead Quicksilver, though. Yeah, Quicksilver's That's dead. That's a problem. And not Michelle Tanner is pretty bummed out and accidentally lets the very last drone get to the levitation machine thing. Oops. Because she's bummed, you know? She is bummed. Her twin just died. What I just thought of also what? is with the twin is Hawkeye, another great line, where uh, Quicksilver rescues was a Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver goes, hurry up, old man. Oh, yeah. And Hawkeye pulls the bow, and he aims at it and goes, he's like, no one would know. No one would know. No one would know. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing in this movie, Hawkeye. While the city plummets toward Earth and the last of the civilians and heroes are evacuated, Iron Man and Thor blow up the whole city by zapping the machine on either end, which seems like a pretty big flaw in the design, actually. Right. Death Star style. Vision swoops in and saves Wanda. I'm out of Olsen twin jokes, okay? She's just Wanda now. It's all good. You got it, dude. I already used Mary-Kate twice. You did. Hulk smashes Ultron and then decides he's going to just leave on the Quinjet himself because he's bummed out too, I guess. A lot of bummed out. Everybody's just kind of bummed. For saving the day, they're all bummed out. Vision has a chat with the last Ultron bot before he blows it up with his forehead ray, and all the Avengers go their separate ways. Thor goes back to Asgard. Again, again. Tony retires, but that won't last long. Hawkeye goes back to his family farm. So it's just Cap and Black Widow, and they prepare to train the new team of Avengers, Rhodey, Falcon, Vision, and Wanda. Let's see how that pans out. It won't. It will not. That's the movie. <laughs> also, Thanos is coming to take care of business himself. Great post-credit. Why do people like this movie? Because it's the Avengers. Yeah, it's all over the <laughs> place. This thing is a mess. It is a mess. It's There's a lot going on. And it's barely enjoyable, in my mind. It's kind of, I you're like, cool, like this is cool seeing soups around superheroes, and but it's not an enjoyable movie. Hawkeye is the saving grace of this movie. Yeah. This is the Hawkeye movie we never got. But it also makes it worth it whenever he, when he's not in Infinity War, in my mind. Yeah. He's not needed because I think he's important enough that you can save it for Endgame. Spoilers. Right. I mean, he'll be back in Civil War, but... Ugh, barely. <laughs> I love Hawkeye. I love him so much. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He is. Just... If any comic book readers out there, go read the My Life is a Weapon series. It's one of the best you're going to get, That's in my what, opinion. I love they're it. They're basing the Hawkeye series on. If it happens. If it happens. Uh, It's going to happen. I think so, too, especially after Joaquin Phoenix's... Hey, cancel culture. Stop it. Well, the whole reason it's on pause right now is not for that. It's because of Haley Steinfeld's agreement with, I think, Apple. Steve Jobs. I think she has, it again. she has some kind of agreement that she can't go to Disney, Disney Plus right now. Right. So they're just waiting out the contract to do Hawkeye. Or they're going to recast. I, I, I could see it either way. She'd be a very, very, very good Kate Bishop. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't care for this movie. It's, this one does not do it for it's me. It's not for everyone. It's not for anyone. It's definitely- Or it's for some people, I should say. It's the lowest tier of MCU movie. It's not, I mean, I still think it's a step above 
your Incredible Hulk and your Thor Dark World, but. Yeah, and most people would agree with you because on Rotten Tomatoes, oh. where do you think this thing lands? 70? 75%. Okay. And out of the 23 MCU films, this one is ranked as number 20. Ooh. Thor Dark World is the worst at 66%, which is respectable, and Mark Steven Johnson would kill for that. <laughs> That's true. Then you have The Incredible Hulk at 67%. Oh, it's Somehow just, better. Just barely. Iron Man 2, 73%, and then this at 75%. Wow. And then somehow Thor is at 19 with 77%. Okay. This falls in a weird spot. The Avengers is supposed to be this whole right. grand thing of when everyone coming together. Bring them all together. Such a big ensemble. And I think Joss Whedon just didn't know how to handle this. I think he was just overwhelmed by the amount of players. But the amount of players, I mean, when you write something, weirdly enough, you're the one who introduces all this stuff. Right. And the only thing you really introduce is you introduce the twins and you introduce Ultron. Ultron's yeah. not going to make it out of this movie. Right. What makes this so difficult to do? Do you think the bridge between where we were we're, we're which is Guardians. That's nothing for this movie. Right. To getting them to Civil War, do you think that's the issue? Is he had to build up that tension? Because that could be done in one scene, and it was done in one scene. What's the issue, Joss Whedon? Why couldn't you pull this off? Did you get lucky with the Avengers? Maybe. I think his issue was that he didn't lean enough on the movies that happened since Avengers. He wanted to just make his... He calls it, and this is like the cockiest thing I've ever heard, the Godfather 2 of the MCU. Yeah, that is the cockiest thing ever because Godfather 2 is looked at ever. as better than Godfather. Yeah. He uh well what he really wanted to do was make a movie that stood alone from the movies between Avengers. He didn't want you to have That's to That's not watch... hard to do. The last one we had was Guardians, which isn't even on in this galaxy. Right. He just wanted to have it a is movie in this galaxy they're protecting it because yes. there's the idiots that live in it. There are the idiots who live in it. He wanted to make something that you didn't have to watch Iron Man 3, Winter Soldier, and Dark World to enjoy. I think that's silly. I agree. I think you should have leaned on the things, the events of those movies a little bit more. Or just at all. Yeah. At all. And it would have helped tell some of the story that you had to retell here. I think this is a swing and a miss. Yeah. Not going to hide it. Yeah. I think you're right. And it hurts to say, but I can admit when it's not good. <laughs> Let's find out how good this thing is. Let's give this thing a super stuff score. Let's give it a super stuff score. Let's start with the story motivation. The story's a mess. The story's all over the place. And the motivation is a mess, but I understand why it's a mess. The motivation- It's a mess because Tony Stark is separating himself, and that's very important for where this is going. But that's not the motivation. That's the story. His motivation is to save the world, to put a shield of armor around the world. Correct. But Cap also says, mm, don't do that. Yeah. Anytime so I, somebody tries to start uh, stop on a threat before it arrives, it leads to trouble. It does. So, But we don't know where that's going yet because we don't know Civil War yet at this point. Right. Hindsight. I would say that this is a dramatic change in Tony Stark from where we just saw him oh, in absolutely. Iron Man 3. I think that that makes the motivation worse. I feel like Joss didn't even watch Iron Man 3. Neither than anyone else, but <laughs> best Iron Man movie. Best of the Iron Man. The story's okay. They got to stop an evil robot. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. An evil robot of their own making. Right. I'm going to go 0.25. I think that's about right. Heroes. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, but I keep coming back to Tony. And he's the one who starts this whole mess. And, yeah. And Banner helps him. And that's, Not great. That's two of your heroes right there. Yeah, but then Hawkeye. But then Hawkeye. Then Hawkeye. He's Hawkeye. doing work. And then you have uh, Black Widow, who this is, I think this Doing is work. her worst appearance. Well, not her fault. Because her entire motivation, this entire movie is, I like Bruce now. Yeah. And does that ever come back even? As like a one-off joke, one time in oh, man. Infinity War, I think. hot for him in this thing, too. Yeah. She wants to ride Out the buffalo. Nowhere. That's it. She wants to play hide the zucchini. I will go 0.5, because they do save the day. Yep. And I think Hawkeye deserves a 0.25 on his own. I'll go 0.5 total, though. Sure. 0.5. And I don't feel great about 0. it. 0.25 for Hawkeye, 0.25 for saving the day. Right. For everyone else. You know. Good on you, Vision and, yeah. <laughs> Villains. This one's interesting. It's I, I think the plan is the, the plan is bonkers. The plan is yeah, his plan to drop insane. a city on the planet and kill it. I'm going to use vibranium to lift a city and then shoot it back into the earth. It's bonkers. But it's his plan... Can't change that now. Right. 
I don't know. He's not indestructible. He dies yeah. a lot in this movie. Yeah. Over but he's and over also again. Everywhere. He is everywhere. I a big part of his plan was to put himself into the body of vision, that synthetic body. Right. Which would have made him all powerful with the mind stone. And then he failed. Yeah. And then his backup plan was to, you know, throw Sokovia into the earth. I want to talk about Tony Stark as a villain. Okay. Because I do think Tony Stark is- directly responsible for Ultron. Probably the big bad of this movie when it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. And he does not learn a lesson at all because he does it again with Vision. Zero lessons. And then he eventually kind of does it again with Spider-Man in Far From Home. Yep. But- just keeps going. (laughs) Tony Stark sucks so hard. I'll go point five. For villains. For villains. You also have- I think it's so- I don't know. Ultron annoys me because of the spader. Yeah, but I disagree with that. I know you do, and that's okay. But you also get Andy Serkis. He's great, but he's not a villain. He's henchy. He is very henchy, but, I mean, henchmen are, are villains. <laughs> but I kind of want to go 0.25 for Ultron, 0.25 for Tony Stark. Okay. That's where my head's at, at least, yeah. with it. And I, I think that, I don't know, it just seems cocky that Tony Stark creates this mess and then has to solve this mess, and then he yeah. looks at himself as a fucking hero. The hubris. Probably talking about shawarma again. Wouldn't surprise me. Except now he knows what it is, so it'd probably be something else. Guys, have you ever had Poke Bowls? Let's go get Poke Bowls. <laughs> what, what bit of international cuisine do we need to push this movie? Right. Point five. Let's talk about teamwork. Ooh. This is a mess. Uh, not But it's by design. But, but it's it by is, design. It's still not good, though. Yeah. Even <laughs> separated, it's not great. Oh, boy. Um, they do all come together at the end, including two of the people who were against them the whole movie. Yeah, but that's just to make that one famous shot that they need, trying to recreate that magic from sure. the Avengers, the first one. I don't know, they're against each other for a lot of this thing. Uh, yeah, well, that's because Tony is one of the villains. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't bode well for teamwork. No, um, maybe 0.25, because really the whole team is involved in just evacuating a city that's floating in the sky while two yeah. of them just try to blow it up Armageddon style. Right. Do you think anybody else is doing this very thing right now? I hope so, or else what, what the hell am I trying to say? <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. Can you imagine? That's, that's An the animal cracker scene with, yep, with it's Thor Hulk and Black Widow. Oh, it's so good. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Sun's getting real low, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> the gazelle. <laughs> oh, it's so uh, good. Female characters. Two. We have... Two. Three. Nope, I'm giving it a two. Oh. And the reason I'm giving it a two mm. is because Scarlett Johansson. What? Hear me out. Okay. I'm listening. You're going to talk about the actor, not the character, but go on. You're right. Maybe it's not a two. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson was super pregnant. Very. Like, the, the most pregnant that you could be. Extremely pregnant. Like Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman pregnant. Yeah, but in leather. Right. <laughs> Some people are into that. I don't know. I don't know what Dave Novak's surge history looks like. Glowing Tron leather. Right. They had three different stunt doubles on set to do a lot of her work. And I think that says a lot to this movie that the actors had issues with it because they couldn't tell them apart from the real ScarJo. What? Which is cool as shit in my mind. That's incredible. You're right. It's the actor. The Johansson twins? Maybe that shouldn't. Nope. That's. <laughs> nope. That, that can't have, be a thing. And besides, it'd be like the band Johansson. Mbop. I can't give it a two. That's, no, that's especially nonsense. because it's this, nonsense. She, this is her worst character in the entire MCU. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> not wrong at all. Helen Cho's garbage is shit. Helen Cho I'll shows go. up out of nowhere. Wanda's pretty good. Wanda's great. Wanda's great. And I think that this is a uh, coming of Wanda story. And they give Maria the Hill. Time. They give Maria Hill things to do. Let's go point five. Uh, kind of give Wanda sure. some props here. Sure, 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 sure. The two obviously was it was unreasonable, <laughs> egregious. I would say. <laughs> yes. Setting. Sokovia is not real. Sokovia is not a real place. Uh, they elevate an entire city, which yep. is for reasons. weird to me. For reasons. Uh, yeah, so they can- But it's not even a whole city. It's like half city, half the forest of Sokovia. But so- Why? Sokovia is a country. Right. So I'm confused about how much of this country is- I, uh, is I don't even want to think about it because it's nonsense. Yeah. This whole thing is nonsense. Um, they also are in New York, obviously, at Avengers Tower. Uh, they did some really cool stuff with Avengers Tower in this movie, with the the shots that, like when you're underneath them, where they're they have the Iron Legion, and then they go through the glass. Yeah, it's neat. It's p- pretty cool. A couple um, long takes there. It's fine. They do some stuff in in Seoul with with Margaret Cho. 
Helen nope. Cho? Helen Cho. Margaret Cho is somebody completely different. Comedian? Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. 0.25. Yeah. Because I just don't, I don't care about Sokovia. I really, really and don't. And they really dig in deep on it. Yeah, like. and it's really just a setup for the next movie. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's silly. How dare they? Style and tone. There's nothing special about it. It's not bad. There's just nothing special. Yeah. It's just um, it's just a darker version of the Avengers. That's really all it is. I'll go point five. I mean, it's not bad looking at all. Right. Right. It's just there's nothing. The C- the CGI they do is incredible. It's very good. Music. Now this music is complicated. It's very for a lot of reasons. Um, we it, have Brian Tyler who's we, back from the Iron Man movies. We do, but more importantly, more importantly, we have DFE. Danny fucking Elfman. Danny fucking Elfman. And he's taking the Sylvestri score and just kind of- He's tweaking it. Tweaking but it. But I wanted that Sylvestri score. I did want straight Sylvestri at some point. And we didn't get it. No. It's complicated. Ah, man. It, they, it's not bad. It's no, in no way they never it got to where it needed to go. It never gave me chills like Thor in Infinity War. Right. I'm going to go point 0.5 because it does sample it a lot. He does but use it a lot. Sample. I wanted the, I wanted the entree, baby. He didn't even have to do that. So, he gets some some credit. Right. He point didn't go Imagine that. Avengers Ultron. And finally, we have I'm trying to use the robot. I did it again. I did it last week. It's not finally. One-liners. Hawkeye has two really good ones. Hawkeye are, has two very good ones. They're not even memorable. I think, because I think they're buried a little bit in this movie. Well, that's because Hawkeye always gets buried, unfortunately. Right. Hawkeye's getting a point two five. Hawkeye's getting a point two five. But I think there are other one liners in here. Like? Shit, you called me out. Language. I'll go point five. Okay. At best, because that's actually a really good joke and it Hello, comes dear. back. That's a really good <laughs> line, but it But it's not a one liner. It's a little buried also. Also buried. Uh, I think the tone of this was was a, in a way that they couldn't do too many one-liners, which I think is not the MCU that we're accustomed right, to. Right, but it also set up at the end because the last line of this thing, when he's looking at the new Avengers, he goes, Avengers, uh, and then they cut. cut. And it's like, I appreciate the weight they're putting to assemble. Yes. I like that a lot, and it's yeah. going to come back, especially it's wonderful. Especially because that was like four people. Right. And they were assembled already. Joss originally More wanted <laughs> to introduce two other characters in that scene. Who? Captain Marvel and Spider-Man. I understand timing didn't work out. Timing didn't work out and contracts didn't work out. Yeah, they're important, aren't they? So they actually filmed a uh, a placeholder for Captain Marvel. And then they were like, we got to just cut her. She's got like eight movies to go before she even gets mentioned, which it's, is. But yeah, she'll be there eventually. She'll show up We'll eventually. get there. Ten movies. Sure. Impact on the genre. This is the forgotten one. It sets up yeah. Civil War. It sets up Civil War. It sets up Ragnarok. It sets up Black Widow, but... Not a lot of people are talking about Age of Ultron. No. No, they're not. It's really the forgotten big one. This is like... It was trying to do the, the world building that Iron Man 2 did. Which is wild to say. Yeah. but it, Iron uh, Man 2 is kind of a secret masterpiece in terms a, of world building. It's a workhorse. Uh they lose a lot of the plot in that one too to yeah. world building. They do. This one they even they introduce Wakanda and the vibranium and claw, but and Wanda Maximoff. And Wanda who which is extremely important. Very important. Only going to get more important. And Vision. And Vision. This movie does a lot of work to set up the world but doesn't tell its own story well enough. Right. And what's weird is I don't know who to blame for that. I don't know if it's Joss's fault or if that's just early Feige. It's not early Feige at all. We're 11 well, movies no, in. Well, no. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, this is. I'm going to blame Joss Whedon on this one. It sounds like he had issues start to finish. Right. He was overwhelmed by the amount of characters. He had to tell stories. But he was the one who had the idea to do the visions from Wanda. Sure. And that's what did most of the setup work. Yeah. So. It he, seemed like too much. Yeah. It was He's a, a very good director, movie. and it seems like it was too much for him in this one. <laughs> it, I think this director. one, he's a director, and it <laughs> feels like it got away from him. Yeah. Yeah, he he lost the reins on this one. So for impact on the genre, we are saying... 0.25? To give it some credit for some world building. It's just a bridge of a movie. <laughs> it's a, a really long bridge. Made a billion, too. That's not hard to do anymore. Yeah, but back then... That's was... true. That's very true. I mean, $250 million movie, though. 
How much and profit could it really make? Opening weekend, it made four hundred fifty nine million. Yeah, it crushed it. Yeah, the advertising budget was like one hundred eighty million on it, though. Sure. So they did really well on it. But <laughs> but can you? This movie's only five years old. That's Isn't that crazy? Wild to believe. There's like ten movies. Because no, there's twelve movies separating this from where we are now. They've progressed five so far in those five years. Yeah, it's amazing. Twenty seven million of that was just on TV commercials. That's too much money. That's so much money. Two Super Bowl ads, huh? All right. <laughs> so the total for Avengers Age of Ultron is going to be four. Fine. I, I actually think it's a little low, but. I agree. It's probably a little I, low. I get it. But it, it makes sense. It is the forgotten child of the MCU. Right. Speaking of forgotten children. Oh. These folks here probably forgot their kids in like a mall at some point here. It's the folks on Amazon.com. These monsters. Oh, yeah. They definitely. Without a doubt. Forget. Their children. Kids on the escalator again. Oh, God damn it, that kid. On Amazon, this movie's got a 4.6 out of 5. Really? 77% are 5 star and only 2% are 1 star. That's obscene. It is. It doesn't even make sense. No. And I'm a fanboy. Right. And if you ever look at like the poster for this movie, there are so many names across the top of oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's insane. It's like, who Complete did? insanity. You leave one person off and they're like, oh, what the hell, man? Who gets left off? Because even Samuel L. Jackson got his name on that poster. Oh, well. And he's barely in this movie. Samuel L. Jackson is probably the last name on it. It's like, with Samuel L. Jackson. It is. And Spader got the and. So good for him. Good for Spader. Spader having a bigger moment than Samuel L. Jackson in 2015. Suck it. Robert California for the win. Motherfucker. (laughs) Of course. Amazon One Star Reviews. From May 6th, 2019. Oh, recent. Those of us who continue to purchase Blu-ray is because we enjoy the fuller feature of the filmmaking that is somewhat lost when streaming. That said, it's lost here with the letterbox format. He's mad because they filmed it in a wider screen? Yep, and he thinks that (laughs) stuff got taken away because it wasn't full screen. Oh, people who don't understand how (laughs) cropping works make me giggle. I got a 55-inch screen. I want to see all 55 inches. You know what? Somebody should do him a favor and just chop the edges off so they can fit. That's right. <laughs> and he'll just miss what's happening on the sides. Who knows? It's probably not important if it's on the sides. Right. But it's probably just, I don't know, Quicksilver. Quicksilver around. That's it. The old Quicksilver himself. From January 16th, 2016. Title, One Star. Review. Movie was awesome, but quality was very bad and I almost wanted to kill myself at times. <laughs> I get that. I do. (laughs) This one scene was super blurry, and man, (laughs) nearly sliced up those wrists pretty good. (laughs) Uh, When when Black Widow and Hulk started talking about showering together, I almost hung myself. (laughs) What is with these people? That is so dramatic. That is is insane. Extreme. From October 18th, 2015. Title, feels like it's missing something. Review, just drags on. Bad acting, corny jokes, poor editing, over-the-top CGI, not worth the time, lacks the wow factor. Disney. Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The wow factor is missing, though. They're not wrong. They're not wrong about that. Disney. Disney. (laughs) (laughs) That is not Mickey. Nope. That is Mickey killing himself over being a blurry screen. It's so blurry. That he can't see. (laughs) Oh, From October 31st, 2015, awful. If only Batman director Chris Nolan could be hired to direct Marvel films. I think it's leaning into the tone you don't want in Marvel. Nope, not at all. The (laughs) fact that we've discussed a bunch of times that DC has deeper characters, and I think that's what Chris Nolan was interested in. For sure. Not so much- Todd Phillips, too. Exactly. Of the hangover fame. Right. Oh, are we doing that bit again? (laughs) (laughs) Of old school fame. Of Joker fame. Of road trip fame. Of course. From November 1st, 2015. Flaccid, sentimental, cliche, overwrought, with lots of explosions, oy vey. Oy vey. They could have just left it at flaccid. Could have. Flaccid, oy vey. I totally understand what flaccid means. (laughs) Oh, oh oh boy. Uh, Oh, no. No. Before Scarlett Johansson touches your arm. Well, that makes the Hulk girl flaccid. This movie's confusing. It instantly doesn't make sense. It makes him not mad. He doesn't wear the heart rate monitor anymore. Ed Norton doesn't matter. Right. Not wrong. (laughs) 
from February 16th, 2016. Title one star. Again. Uh-huh. Review. You can never go wrong with a Marvel movie. Why is that one star? One star. One star. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Hey. They're great. Maybe this person thinks that one star is like is good. The good one. Like first place, one star. Golf style, one star. Yeah. We got the low score. Gotta the, love a Marvel movie. The Jack Nicholson of Marvel movies. Woohoo. Jack Nicholson's Jack Nicholas. I confused the two of them for a really long time when I was younger and apparently still do. Uh, that checks out. Very similar names. Yeah, the Golden Joker, they call him. Right. Everybody knows. From February 9th, 2018. This was the second grinder I ordered. It also did not come with the crank handle. I will not try again. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron from 2015, directed by the Joss Whedon. The second grinder I ordered did not come with the crank handle. <laughs> Just, uh... Wow. The people on Amazon, man. There are no words for that. No. That's incredible. Somebody should take this movie, drop it into a grind. Oh, you need a handle. Doesn't have a handle. Doesn't have a crank handle. Uh. No second grinder. <laughs> <laughs> From March 18th, 2016, this one is batshit crazy. Oh, boy. Title, entertaining, but not real. Review. Oh, no. No real superheroes in the documentary. All actors. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop. What do you... There's a comment on it. There's only one. Okay. No real superheroes in the documentary? What? <laughs> this makes absolutely no sense. Hope you enjoyed screwing up the ratings on this movie with your insane one-star review. <laughs> this person is mad He's at mad for... they screwed up the ratings because the documentary... Because the documentary doesn't, doesn't have any real superheroes by the Josh Whedon. Of course. All actors. All this actors. documentary about how Sokovia was... <laughs> the great Sokovia is no more. It's just, oh boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the internet has made some people very dangerous. That's unreal. From November 7th, 2015. Ooh. Title, a Whedon movie instead of an MCU movie, and a bad Whedon movie at that. Yep. The review is, <laughs> I watched the original Avengers like five times in the theaters. I wouldn't pay to see this again even on $5 day. Oh, no. That Joss has Tuesday. ruined the Black Widow and made a movie that seems disconnected from the MCU. Not wrong. And the special yep. effects just aren't that great. And neither is the banter, which is surprising because good intelligent banter is a Whedon trademark. That all checks out, actually. Yes. <laughs> that's a legitimate review. Yeah. We squeezed one in. Had wow. to make sure we got one in. And that's because on May 6th, 2015-ish. Title, Worst Date Ever. Oh. Review, took a first date to this movie, fell asleep, we didn't hook up, one star. <laughs> That's by our good friend, Sean from Nerdy Thursday. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> the poor guy. No wonder he never sees any movies. Of course not. He falls asleep and doesn't hook up. That's not a good move, Sean. Yeah, that's, just letting you know. That's the whole yawning done. and putting your arm over—that's a good move. Yeah, but if falling the yawn asleep is and real, hoping for the best, what are you thinking, bud? I fell asleep in the theater when I woke up. She wasn't. Never mind. Never right, mind. And my popcorn <laughs> bucket was gone. <laughs> There's a trail of popcorn on the Didn't floor. Didn't even get a chance to carve the hole in it. <laughs> she took my popcorn and my heart. That is a bad emo song that's possibly country also, the way you said it. Yep. From April 16th, 2016, the good guys win again. How terribly boring. Oh, just wait. Stan Lee needs to learn how to create a villain. Stan Lee? Needs to learn how to create a villain. He did a decent job for all the good guys, but I, like many others, am still waiting to see if they ever make an Avengers movie worth seeing. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. The future's going to be real hard on this guy. That's at an age well. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. Was Stan Lee the creator of Ultron? That's a great question. Brian's on the Google machine right now. Ultron was created by Roy Thomas and John Buscema. They're kind of big deals. Not Stan Lee, though. Not Stan Lee. Stan Lee needs to learn to create villains, though, either way. Yeah. 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 Stan, in your movies. <laughs> You're making bad movies, Stan. Come on, Stan. Get it together. Last one I have is from December 22nd, 2018. Title, Awesome. awesome. Review. 
Had to have it in my collection. The main reason for the Star's Trash is because Amazine is the movie that this guy's fucking guy. Amazine. He did his own thing again. I love it. Come on, man. I don't think he's ever enjoyed a movie. I think he enjoys the movies, but the rating is just for Amazine. Yeah, but I don't think he enjoys them because he goes, how am I going to find this thing again? Right, because it's, it's not. Like I wish they'd let me order my collection. There's the way just no possible way. This guy can't have any happiness in his life. I wasn't even ready for him that time. I no. thought he thought he wasn't going to show up. Sorry, he's here. He came back. Oh, I'm not upset about it. No, I, I, I don't think you should be. upset Wasn't about prepared it. for him because I think <laughs> incoming message from the big giant web. Ooh. This is a podcast in the podcast. Big Giant Web is a spot where we explore the dark corners of the universe that are superhero fringe related somehow. Tangentially we'll super. Connect somehow. Killer robots. Killer robots. Let's talk about them for a hot second. Sure. Did you know that there's a whole entire campaign to stop killer robots in the world? I and did not. The UN? <laughs> what? Yeah. So. But, but Asimov's three laws. Yeah, well, they don't apply. They're not real, apparently. So, this is real. Killer robots. Yes. Uh, there used to be a show in Britain called Robot Wars. Sure. On that, I'd imagine it's a lot like BattleBots here yeah. in the States. Yeah. But there was a survivor from Robot Wars. Okay. It's a droid named David Reckham. It's a good name. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a very good they name. They named him because they liked David Beckham soccer back yeah, in the day. Naturally. And what they did with with David Reckham is he's a peace robot. And he has gone out and he, this this whole thing of campaign to stop killer robots. And what this robot does is it hands out flyers to people telling them to stop killer robots. Stop killer robots. Right. He's considered a peace robot. Um, he has dropped letters to UN diplomats in order to push this along a little farther. And I have a video of David Reckham at work. Oh, dear. I want you to tell me what's wrong with this video when it's all said and done. I am a friendly robot. Don't harm me. <laughs> Bam killer robots. Bam killer robots. <laughs> Bam killer robots. I support the ban on killer robots. Do you? Robots are not for killing people. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, how would you feel? If a robot came up to you saying, I am a friendly robot, stop killer robot. That's and terrifying. And sounded like that. That's terrifying. I would probably kill that robot. I think you have to. How what's, can you trust it? What's he hiding? I don't know. It seems too shady. And he was in a show called, called what was the one? The, the Robot Wars. Robot Wars. He was in that. And he How, survived, which means he, he killed, killed some robots. a robot. He's a killer robot. Self-hating robots, man. Yeah. Campaign to stop killer robots. Being run by a killer robot. I need more examples of the actual killer robots. Uh, <laughs> I don't, Ultron. There. We did it. That's a movie robot. Yeah. That's a real robot campaigning yeah. he against- He was handing things out in front of Big Ben. Letters and whatnot. That is- We live in a weird fascinating. world. That's your big giant web for this week. David Reckham. What are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going uh, to do that thing that we talked about doing a few weeks ago. We're going to have the old ginger skull on, and we're going to talk about Suburban Commando finally. Oh, yeah, brother. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm extremely excited about that. I can't wait. The ginger skull himself watched the movie just today, day that we're recording this, and his review of the movie was, boy, oh, boy. That is an exciting review. I am so fired up. I've never seen it. Nor have I. Fantastic. We're only watching it because he kept calling us cowards. And we are, but we're not right now, briefly. Right. In this moment. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Caped Podcasters. And you can send any questions, comments, stories, or opinions, or any of that junk to our email at capedpodcasters at gmail.com. And don't forget to keep listening at the end of every episode. For the post credits, they're there every single episode, every single time. Every time. Every time. All the time. I guess we're going to see you next week for Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando. Same pod time? Same pod. Stop, killer robots. <laughs> Stop, killer robots.
So, Brian. So, Dave. That is Avengers Age of Ultron. It is the Age of Spades. What do you think of those credits? I think we slowly zoom into the Barton farm, going through a window into little Lila's bedroom, sitting on her desk or her bureau or whatever. There's a little Furby sitting there, and it's going, and then its eyes light up red, and it goes, there are no strings on me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why a Furby? Because what's more terrifying? You're right. Dave, You're what do you very think right. happens? <laughs> what I think happens is the age of spades, he, Naturally. he realizes he needs a partner in crime. He comes out and he starts doing some sort of monologue. I don't know what he does in this movie. That's what he does. That's, that's it. And he does it in a not Tony Stark way, but sort of is at the same time. Yeah, just really aggravating you. Yeah, but he's doing it in front of the whole Avengers to really just egg him on. And he says, my whole plan is to kill all humans. And my plan is to have a partner because I realize I can't do it alone. And here's my partner. And from off screen, all you hear is, kiss my shiny metal ass! <laughs> 